0: Hi, my name is Corey, and welcome to the RCF Podcast, a place where you can dive deep into what the scriptures say, get caught up on current events, or sit back and listen to topical discussions on life from all ages.
1: Good day to you all listening. Um, My name is Dory Bennett, and I'm here today from Roseburg Christian Fellowship to interview Corey Wafer. Um, Corey Wafer is Extraordinaire here behind the scenes, and we're just going to talk about Mm -hmm. her life today and see what the Lord has done and what the Lord is still doing. Dun dun dun. Let's (laughs) begin. So, Corey, why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about your growing up and your family?
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, growing up. uh, I really don't remember a lot of (laughs) a (laughs) horrible childhood memory. Um, Basics. uh, Grew up country hit girl out in Camas Valley, um, moved our way out to Myrtle Creek. Um, we spent a little bit of time in Mexico as a missionary family. Um, just for like six months, and then we've gone back there off and on. Um, so definitely has a, a place in my heart. Um and yeah, definitely um definitely grew up in the country around a lot of horses. I've always wanted to own a cow, but now that I live in town slash city, I don't know if that'll ever happen. A um, miniature cow. Oh, miniature cow. Or a cow. dog that looks like a cow. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, I was homeschooled, went to a lot of different types of schools. Um, I did homeschooling, public school, private school, um, some homeschool co-op, um, and then I decided I didn't like school anymore and got my GED at like 16 and then started going to UCC. Um, nothing too special. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty ordinary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the same time, it doesn't feel special, but growing up comes with kind of our introduction to the world Mm -hmm. and a lot of learning about ourselves and what our strengths and weaknesses are definitely. and um and then going into college I find is a time when those really come out because now you're outside of your parents' accountability yeah. and um and your life is more in your own hands in a different way and that can bring a lot of struggles and um and a lot of amazing learning and triumph. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely I I kind of um, regret going to college so early because um, I did start taking college classes at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, academically I was ready, but just with the the questions that got asked during class, and I'd never thought about them. And then if I had, it was just, like, repeating what came out of my parents' mouth and not having an, a valid argument for it. And so I definitely, like... I agree that you should let your kids go to college as soon as you think they're ready, but I wish I would have waited <laughs> a little bit so I could have some yeah. life experience before writing those argumentative papers that now make me cringe.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. know exactly what you mean. Um, so what came out, out for you in coming into young adulthood? Like what was the Lord showing you about yourself and what, um, what, was your journey in kind of resting on the lord mm. it, for for your everything like seeing your weakness and knowing he is strong.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh goodness, that's a packed question. <laughs> we get straight to the point here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, um I think that wow, looking back on that, um that has been a long journey, something still Learning on how to rest on Him and weaknesses and strengths. Um, definitely, just what what has been repeated throughout my life is just that. Um, he's He's my joy. Um, he's where my joy comes from, and I've tried to find it in other places, and it's not there. Um, he's definitely my strength. And that gets, it gets, (laughs) I get reminded of that um, just through, I mean, definitely his word, but through when I feel like nothing, that I have no strength, that there's no purpose. um, Just he'll show me in in little things like, hey, I've got you.
1: I know that um, when I was in college, a huge thing that came up for me was the emotional problems that I had as a teenager mm. uh, were magnified because I was out of my element and I mm. was in a new place. So, because as a teenager, I really struggled with depression a lot mm. and um, didn't know what to do with it. I guess for me, in bringing that up, is that I know that you struggled with depression as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that it was really helpful when I was older that people shared about what their experience was like and how they learned to um, to seek the Lord and find um, solace and joy mm-hmm. in Him because I think it's something that's really hard to talk about in the church because yeah. what I grew up hearing a lot was, if you're a Christian, there's no reason you should be depressed. Mm-hmm. And basically if you felt depressed people making you feel like you didn't really believe that the lord is who he says he is or that you trust the lord or anything like that Mm -hmm. and that kind of advice is not very helpful yeah and so i pass that question to you what what's been helpful for you like, what is your experience like, um, mm-hmm. and what advice wasn't helpful for you? Yeah, like, where has the Lord brought you in that?
0: Yeah. Um. So let me just start at the the beginning. Yeah, I definitely um with with my um, with my depression as a as a child. <laughs> um, looking back, I think there was definitely. Um, definitely early signs of it um in like the tween years um definitely from maybe even a bit earlier definitely from 9 to 12 there were some there were some signs and I know that that comes from a lot of things um but I think that it it really started because I wasn't I mean yeah I was a Christian um I I really I my heart was for the Lord I love the Lord but there was some definitely things that i struggled with and pornography was a huge one and i i know that that's where a lot of that first started stemming from and i never talked to anybody about it um because how could i <laughs> i didn't i didn't think i could mm-hmm. and there was so much shame and guilt and self-hatred in it. And so I I definitely believe that that's where that started stemming from. And then, um, but I didn't realize the, the damaging thoughts and lifestyle that I was living for myself. Um, that didn't come to service for me until I was probably about 16 or 17. Um, and then I started realizing that I had a real problem. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I wasn't just, like, down in the dumps or I wasn't just... Um, not wanting to go to church or see people just because I was feeling a bit down. I was realizing the feelings that I was having and the thoughts that were that I was thinking. Um, and it took me a long time to seek help and to realize that I needed to seek help. And that's something that I still struggle with um, is asking for help. And I always just, I'm like, Lord, take it from me. I'm seeking you. You're the most important I ask for forgiveness. Please take. <laughs> and, uh, sure, that's a great step one. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, and I did seek friends. I sought some counsel um, around the age of 17 and 18. I was like, okay, this needs to start being dealt with. Um, and some of my friends that I sought help from, um, it, it's funny the, the difference between... Um, kind of peer help. And the friends that I asked weren't even, like, Christian friends. They were just friends that I had in college, which is hilarious. <laughs> and um, I was just like, hey, I really struggle with porn right now. Um, and everything that comes with that, what should I do? I like, I feel really guilty over this. I need help. And my peers were like, ah, you, you only feel shame because that's what society tells you as a woman to feel. And that... Porn is a struggle that men have and that, so you shouldn't be struggling with this and you should feel shame for it. You feel that way because society's telling you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> um, and so then I um actually, I went to Carly Ingram was the next person that I went to. And, um which is funny because I didn't plan on telling her at all. It was just like, I was at her house one, late one night because they had a, like, a home fellowship, and there was a lot of young people there at the time. And, um, yeah, I just ended up telling her, and um, she was, she definitely discipled me on that for a little bit, and she was a definite mentor, um, and a lot of her her words really helped at the time. And then, um, uh, but I still really kept it bottled up. Like, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I really wasn't seeking help. Um, So then, yeah, because I ended up kind of telling my mom, and kind of telling some of my closer friends when I felt like I had it under control. Like, I didn't tell people when I was really struggling. I was just like, ah, I'll get it figured out for myself, and then I'll tell people that this happened. Um, and so then when I was like, yeah, I think, I think I've think i really got this down now. Um, I think I understand. I was like, yeah, Mom, I really struggled with this. And Mom, being a great mom, automatically put... Um, I don't remember what the app was called, dang it, but it's like a monitoring Is it app. Covenant Eyes? It's not Covenant Eyes. That's what but I have. similar. Yeah, that's yeah. what I have now um, just for myself. But um, I I'll have to ask her. I don't remember what one she used, but it was like, uh, yeah, it's you have – there's two separate apps, actually. You have the apps that you put on who you're monitoring and then the monitor. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, it was just setting it to where – um if we looked up something that we weren't supposed to, it would give us a warning and then like do you want to proceed? So she wasn't telling us, don't look at this. You're not allowed to look at this. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, but it was a choice at that point. And then she would get told, Hey, they Googled this. Here's what they did with that information. And I really liked that app. That was really nice. I didn't like that out of bedtime. On it. My phone would come up, hey, it's nine o'clock, go to bed. I'm like, no.
1: Hey, you know, sometimes as a parent, you need some other accountability for your kids, yes. too. Uh
0: But when you're 19 and out till three in the morning, that's really annoying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, those were, um, I definitely, uh, as advice, I definitely don't think that you should go to your non-Christian college friends for help. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> go to mentors and your parents. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that was really, I don't know, really resonated for me is that it sounds like, the enemy took opportunity on a part of your personality in that when you kept things bottled up and weren't open about them, like, obviously an appropriate time and space, but, like, when you weren't open about it, then it allowed you to be more alienated. Mm -hmm. And I know personally that's been a huge thing for me as a, as an internalizer is the enemy totally takes advantage of that and makes you say, oh, I can handle this myself. When I get this under control, then I'll talk about it mm-hmm. or what have you. But oftentimes that makes it worse. It makes it harder to yeah, um, actually change behavior and mm-hmm. change mind and change heart and
0: Because sometimes for me, the personality that I am, I'm a procrastinator with everything. And so when I tell myself, you're going to get this under control, tomorrow. (laughs) Right now, you don't have to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, when when I don't have that accountability of someone, Mm -hmm. I can procrastinate getting this sin out of my life forever. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah and the Lord made us to be in community, and it's hard to mm-hmm. like struggle with sin as an as a as an island yeah there's nowhere for it to to leave from no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now you're in ministry, mm-hmm. you are very involved in the media um, you the social media and um doing our podcasts, and so much for our announcement videos and everything audio video and then also um you're in worship ministry and you help with youth ministry and you're a key key person in the college and career ministry mm-hmm. um and I know that and we can all pretty much acknowledge that when you're in ministry um that doesn't mean your struggles and your sin go away. Yeah. Um, but it's sometimes it's a little bit harder because you feel like you're on display and you mm-hmm. feel like you have to keep it all together more. Um, how, how does that go for you?
0: Yeah. Um, with ministry and, and the struggle of porn and definitely um, dealing and struggling with depression, I think that those are so easy to hide. And, um, and maybe people who know the signs will see it, but it's really easy to hide. And starting out, um, when I first got asked or first got introduced to doing worship, everything got enhanced in my life. I was like, this is a problem and I cannot be getting up and, um, leading the bride of Christ and their and the the children <laughs> in <laughs> worship after having doing committing that sin the previous mm-hmm. night before, so not only I think I think it adds um, well at first. Anyways, it it kept me in check because of um, because of just shame and guilt, but then that led into wanting to do the right thing. And um, so I don't think, I think that ministry, it was a slow help for me. I don't think it was like the correct help at first because yeah, I just felt guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when you're in ministry and um, being on staff, you're surrounded by God's word and godly people. And um, just constantly being shown, um, like, Paul. We read a lot of <laughs> Paul's writings um, during, um, during our staff time before we start work. Um, and just the example that he led by and sitting there being like, I want to be this bold, and I want to be able to say, I don't judge myself because God judges me. And I <laughs> and, um, just yeah, um, wanting to lead a a pure and perfect life. And of course, we're not going to be perfect, but striving to be Christ-like. And I think that ministry has just really helped me get into that mindset of not, don't do this because you don't want to feel guilty or shame or convicted. Mm -hmm. Don't do it because you know it's wrong (laughs) and you want to be right before the eyes of Christ. Um, So I think that that brought
1: it up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome and it's it's very true that when you are in service to others, in service to the body of Christ, your focus is off yourself and mm-hmm. your motivation changes. Yeah. Or at least should, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's true, it is. It's amazing accountability and um it's like a family mm-hmm. when you're in ministry with other people. You get to know each other like you never would in other ways. Yeah. So why don't you tell me about? Because you mentioned the writings of Paul, mm-hmm. and um, and I know that you spend a lot of time in the Word, and as a pastor's
0: daughter, <laughs> oh, you <yes>. know, <laughs> no, but even more
1: as like being homeschooled and going through homeschool co-ops, like there's a lot of scripture that you memorize, mm-hmm. and that um, kind of just becomes a part of you. Yeah, I'm really is there and is there to, you know, point us back to the Lord, but mm-hmm. I was wondering um what what are those scriptures that the Lord puts on your heart yeah. to you know, bring you back to to home base. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um when I was younger, it was definitely oh shoot, I always forget. It was either Psalm 136 or 139, the one where it's like his love endures forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that used to be that was a banger. That was my favorite. <laughs> it's also um an amazing song. Um, but uh as I mean, that one's still great, but that's not the one that I go to anymore. Um now it has been which I actually have a tattoo for, <laughs> uh, Matthew ten sixteen, um, which is the Behold I send you out as sheep amongst wolves, that you'll be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Um that one is for multiple aspects of my life but i like just how i can pick at it whenever i'm at a certain point in my life and over and over again i i i like to look down at the dove on my wrist and be like innocence innocence and purity i think in today's culture and maybe throughout the rest of cultures before us too um wasn't isn't viewed As something that you want to be Mm -hmm. um people laugh when you're still a virgin people laugh when you've never had alcohol when you don't like to smoke weed Mm -hmm. um and so and so yeah just to remind myself to strive to be innocent and and pure and yeah I think some um virgins say harmless Mm -hmm. um yeah, and then the next one, I, I'm planning on getting a tattoo of a snake, so then I'll remind myself to be wise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one step at a time, Yes. Right? <laughs> yes.
0: Um, and then some other ones, um, of course, you got to pull from the, what? what is it called? What's the chapter called? The Proverbs 31 woman? The
1: The woman, this is the one that I like. No. The woman of valor. The woman of valor. Or yeah. the woman of excellence or godly woman. I mean... Mm-hmm. But the Woman of Valor is yes. my favorite. Woman of
0: Valor. I like that one. Um, you know, trying to strive to be a correct woman. I have to pull from that chapter. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, the one that I like is Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Yeah, just reminding myself. Because um, you can't always laugh everything off. Um mm-hmm. And as someone who loves to laugh and loves to try to laugh everything off, <laughs> I remember myself, um, I don't know, sometimes some as the verse says she can laugh anything off. Um, I like that that verse for multiple reasons because I don't know. it makes me think about things that I should be laughing off and things that I shouldn't be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but also that you'll you'll get through what you're going through
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: you'll be able to look back on it having overcome it through Christ' strength, um, and you'll to be like, yeah, yep. that's done. <laughs> Tomorrow's troubles are
1: laughable in the face of Christ. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: And I do have some other ones, but I don't have those memorized. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then we kind of talked about your history a bit, your childhood, and mm-hmm. um, some of the struggles that you've been through and how the Lord's um, – been your help in those. Um, so what's going on in your life now? What, um, what vision has the Lord put on your heart and on your life?
0: Yeah. Um, recently, I mean, I've always, not always, from a young age, I have loved the idea of missions and serving abroad or in the church. Um, but that hasn't always been my End game goal. I'm like, yeah, that sounds nice, but also I want to make a lot of money. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, recently, um, I just feel like the Lord's really put it on my heart to focus more on serving his kingdom. Um, And right now, I am praying about and trying to find the ways that he wants me to do that whether that's through my work or serving more in my church or going somewhere, wherever he leads me, trying to be open and flexible to that. And that's not something that I've always been open and flexible to. Um, I've always put work first. And so um, just trying to pull that back, um, trying to not prioritize bringing in the income and being financially stable and being able to support myself and just trying to put that more in his hands, and have him lead me where he wills and um so that's i think um where i'm being pulled right now in in the aspect of um mentally how i'm doing and and then still the the struggle with porn because I hate to say it, that doesn't go away. <laughs> it's, None of our struggles do. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I'm not going to lie. That one, when it gets you, it gets you. And that's not something, that's not a sin that you're supposed to, I think that you're supposed to take lightly. You shouldn't take any of them lightly. But that's a really big one. Um, adultery is a really big one. And I think that God has um, put more of a harsher tone on that one. I think he takes that one a bit more mm-hmm. seriously. Um, yep. Any sexual sin. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so how I'm dealing with that now is I don't, um, not living with my parents and trying to be accountable with that. Um, I do, I do have covenant eyes on my phone. Um, I, I should, cause you can add someone who can view your activity because the the way it works is um, it takes screenshots of your activity, it monitors what you're doing um, and then you can look through that and then it'll tell you it's like hey, you viewed this or you're all good whatever. Um, and that's and I think that's good in itself that I know that an AI is watching me <laughs> <And> <laughs> other than Google um, <laughs> and that I can look through and get a check mark that I'm been doing good or not. Um and but I I do I am going back and forth on whether or not I should add a friend or someone who should be viewing that as well. Um and then uh with with depression, I think that that's something um something also that you can deal with for a really long time, especially especially if it doesn't get handled. Um
1: Mhm.
0: And while it, that's a difficult one, because while you can still be in the Word and you can feel really good spiritually, um, yeah, it just like recently um, wasn't doing so hot. <laughs> and again, I was confronted with that. I don't want to tell anyone. I don't want to handle this with other people. And I tried to do better this time and I told a friend and I, I was like hey I know that you've gone through something similar what'd you do I need help and she pointed me to a counselor and then I also have been looking at um, a therapist and I've been in contact with both of them trying to figure out um, which step I want to go there and then also bringing it up to a friend group Maybe you don't have to give all the details, but just, "Hey, mm-hmm. can you keep me in your prayers um and yeah, just just really being in the word um because yeah when all you want to do is lay in bed all day and listen yeah. to sad emo music <laughs> <laughs> you don't always want to read how much god loves you which is weird but sometimes you don't um and just yeah i i have a i have a process now um that i go through um i have in my tablet i i wrote up this template where if i'm going through something and i don't really want to talk about it but i need to go through it about how i'm feeling um, I have a template and before every journal entry is, um, uh, a bunch of scriptures, um, of just reminding me of who my strength is, where my joy comes from, who I should strive to be. And then, um, and then I write the date, the time where I am. Um, and then I will, I think the questions are, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? Um, what or what happened how do you feel about that what are you thinking and then um and then it asks you what evidence proves that and then what evidence contradicts that and then you write up a new statement after doing those and then how are you feeling now mm-hmm. and then i have a section for if you have any new thoughts and that's been helpful <laughs> yeah
1: no that's awesome it's great when you're having Feelings of depression or feelings of anxiety to kind of take a step back and look at it a little objectively and say, "Hey, you know, this thought maybe is just not true." Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But my brain's hooked on it because that tends to happen to us in every anyway in our every way in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And to say, "Hey, you know, it's not what the Lord says." I mean, it's what Jesus did when the devil tempted him in the wilderness so he just came back with the word came back with what the truth is Mm -hmm. and yeah it's very powerful
0: yeah and I think it's been really good at teaching me where my feelings and emotions are coming from Um, being able to get done with that whole list and look back and be like okay this started because this Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's try not to do that again
1: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely yeah well, thank you, Corey. Do you have any final words? No. No, no. Well, that's fine. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I don't either. <laughs> well, thank you today um for sharing your life with us. And Thanks for listening. Um let's let's pray real, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you and we thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you that we get to share our lives together and to encourage one another, to meet, to be each other where we are and, um, to remind, to remind us that we're not alone, Lord. Um, not only are we not alone because you are with us, but we're also, um, Lord, we're all in this together as your body. Um, Lord, you call us to, um, be a community of, um, love and forgiveness and grace and you call us to join together and glorify you and so we just ask that um lord that this time brings you glory lord and that you'd use it to um touch the lives of others who need to be encouraged lord and, um, thank you again in jesus name amen amen